Hello, Health Builders. I'm your host, Dr. Jamie Rasmussen, and welcome to another episode of Habits That Heal, a podcast dedicated to giving you the tools and insight necessary to protect your greatest asset, your health. And today's episode is Healing from the Inside Out. In the last 50 years, your parents' approach to health has led to a 1,200% increase in chronic illness. Until the conversation around health changes, you can expect your results to be the same. If you're okay with a life filled with unnecessary suffering, tune out. If you're ready to break the cycle, let's get to work. In this episode, you will discover some strategies and tools for deep-level emotional healing. Have you ever been through a traumatic experience in your life? Most of us, the answer is yes. And you're going to find out you don't even have to have gone through an experience like that to have your body exhibit the signs of trauma. And we'll get into what those look like. But most of us have been through some kind of trauma in our lives. But we don't realize that. We don't realize that there are a lot of hurt people walking around because you know, we, we don't tell other people when things are happening in our lives that are traumatic or, or that are hurting us. When my son was fighting for his life in the ICU, I, I didn't really tell very many people. And um, there are a lot of layers and reasons to why I didn't. But um, it, it, it's, it's kind of how we're brought up and trained is to not dump on other people or show that we're weak or that we're hurt. And um, in this episode, uh, I'm going to share with you some of the tools that helped my wife and I heal throughout this process and um, give you some other uh, tools that I've learned along the way from some experts in the field of trauma. And quick disclaimer on this information too, I am not a therapist. I am not a trauma expert. However, I have been through trauma and I have dug into a lot of the literature on trauma and I want to give you some tools, but ultimately it boils down to you going ahead and seeking out help if you have been through some really heavy trauma and you don't want to bear that burden by yourself and you shouldn't have to bear that burden by yourself. There are so many tools and so many experts out there right now that will help you carry that load and then ultimately help you work through it. Because that, that's what I want for you. I, I, I want you to not have to carry this around. And in, in the previous episode, we, we talked about stress and what it does to you and how you're always on edge. And, it, and sometimes it just blindsides you. It comes out of nowhere and you feel that anxiety. You feel that tightening in the chest. You feel the walls collapsing in on you. And you haven't been able to identify maybe why that's going on. Maybe you haven't even explored your trauma yet. And, and we'll talk about that in a couple minutes here. But I, I don't want you to have to suffer through that alone because you're not the only one that suffers through that. When you're having a panic attack or when you're constantly on edge or when you're not sleeping and you're run down and you're exhausted, everybody in your life is suffering from that. You can't pour from an empty cup and nothing, I mean nothing, drains your cup like reliving trauma or even going through trauma. It was the hardest thing in the world for me personally to try and do some of these things that I'm sharing with you while we were going through our trauma because it felt like every ounce of energy needed to be poured in a different direction, not into myself. 
But what, what I did learn from this was, was it, even a few small things, if you start trying to pour a little bit into your cup as you're going through these things or reliving these things or carrying around this burden can go a long way. And that's what I want for you. I want you to feel just brief moments of respite while you're going through this to be able to catch your breath because, yes, you there are so many demands on you right now. I get it. I get it. I was there. I'm not in your shoes, so I don't know exactly what you're going through. But no, a lot of us have been hurt and a lot of us are hurting and you're not alone in this journey. So like I said before, I'm I'm not an expert on trauma other than the fact that I've been through it and I wanted to dive into it and learn more about it because in my practice, the number one cause of subluxation, which is a neurological misfiring, a neurological imbalance that causes a disconnection between the brain and the body, a lot of trauma is shows up in the body. It shows up as symptoms. So, you know, in my office, the only thing I care about is correcting the cause. And sometimes we have to dig pretty deep and we have to get down to a, a, a trauma level. With most people, it's actually an accumulation of micro traumas. Maybe they didn't have the loss of a loved one or go through some traumatic wartime experience. But most of the time, it's just these little things that happen day in and day out, and they don't get kicked up to that cortical level of the brain. So they're not aware of it. It just goes straight into the emotional and the stress part of the brain. And it just builds up over time until they find themselves feeling like somebody who has PTSD, where their life can be really, really difficult. So uh, I'm going to give you some tools to help you work through that or maybe avoid that. Maybe you don't feel like this is you, but I promise you have had accumulation of micro traumas in your life. You can't escape it in the world we live in today. So here we go. I'm going to share with you four resources, and then I'm going to share with you some of the insights that I got from these resources. I highly encourage you to put these on your bookshelf because they're very, very impactful books. The best book that I have found on trauma is one called The Body Keeps the Score, and that's by Bessel van der Kolk. He's a medical doctor, and inside the book, he talks about um, a, a lot of the newer uh, discoveries and insights on trauma because right now there are, are lots and lots of people suffering with things like PTSD in the world. And it wasn't only until a few decades ago that PTSD actually became a, a diagnosis before. Um, it, it was named a whole bunch of different things, but now um, they have diagnosed it and they have come up with some really fantastic drug-free alternatives and I say drug-free alternatives because that's that's the realm that we work under. We work under the idea of getting the body to function better on the inside so it can start healing itself, so it can start self-regulating, so it can help manage its own chemistry rather than going from an outside-in approach where you're just trying to, uh, a lot of times, numb it and sedate it into submission, which almost always isn't the best approach. So that's the first book. I'm going to repeat that. The Body Keeps Score by... Bessel van der Kolk, and I'll put all of these books in the show notes as well. The next book is by Sebastian Younger, and his book is Tribe. And in Tribe, he talks about wartime trauma, and he talks about soldiers coming home that 
um, did really well under certain circumstances and those who struggled. And then he, he comes up with um, a pretty rock-solid theory as far as why some do really well and why some don't. But these, um, it's a very, very short book, but these theories are very applicable in your life. You don't have to go through a wartime experience to uh, appreciate it. It's just a really beautifully told story. And the next one is clinical application of the polyvagal theory. Now, uh, out of all the books that I'm recommending, this one would probably be last on my list unless you're a clinician. And the reasons for that is it it is pretty dense. And a lot of the concepts that uh, Dr. Porges shares in the clinical application of the polyvagal theory, as well as a handful of other therapists and counselors and doctors, is um, echoed in The Body Keeps the Score. He brings up a lot of these same practices. And then finally, the last book I'm going to recommend is called Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. And this book is a wonderful book on self-healing as well as meditation and mindfulness. And we'll get into that when we talk about the specific tools. So those are the resources that I recommend that you add to your collection, to your toolkit. If you have any that you find are really powerful on this subject, I would love for you to share them with us. So share them with us at pathoutofpain.com or you can go on our Facebook page and message us directly at Habits That Heal. So this is the Cliff Notes version of these books and I'm only going to share with you the tools that I have personally seen work. I am not going to speculate on any of this stuff. So I'm going to share with you what's worked for me or what's worked directly with the patients that I take care of on a daily basis. So a few themes that come up over and over and over again in these books and I utilize in my life are mindfulness, community, movement, and healing touch. So we'll get into the mindfulness. I did a whole episode on meditation, but it's a similar concept. And what it is, is it's connecting your brain and your body and running things through a filter rather than just quickly responding and reacting. Trauma triggers the fight or flight survival system and it doesn't trigger the cortical system. So mindfulness through breathing techniques and body awareness techniques allow you to start shifting that response up to the cortical level and allows you to kind of regulate or self-regulate and calm things down a little bit. I'll let you dig more into that. Listen to the episode on meditation. There are countless, countless resources when it comes to mindfulness out there, but it's a it's a tool you should be utilizing every single day, especially if you've experienced any kind of trauma. So the next tool is community and then movement. And I'm going to combine these because um, I found that you can get both of them. Uh, Sebastian Younger in Tribe and uh, Dr. Vanderkolk in The Body Keeps the Score really emphasizes the importance of this community aspect. So finding a place where you can be part of a group. And for me, that's been in a group fitness setting and that allows me to check off my movement box as well. I'll be getting into this on the next episode, digging deeper into community and movement in a group fitness setting. But what community does, it does a few things. I'm just going to touch on a couple of the important parts of community. It gives you a sense of purpose. Having a sense of purpose is a wonderful way to escape from this dark cycle that happens on the inside of us when we are dealing with an accumulation of micro trauma or have been dealing with severe trauma in our lives. 
while my son was in the ICU. As much as I could, I would sneak away and go to a CrossFit class, which being part of that supportive community, even though they did not know the burden that I was carrying at that time, was incredibly liberating. It allowed that fight flight part of my body that was experiencing that trauma to move. And that's what your body wants to do. It wants to move. So I was getting this community and this support and being part of something bigger than myself, as well as getting this movement out of my body. Because in fight or flight, you know, that fight and that flight, those are movement movements. So your body wants to get out. It wants to escape or it wants to fight something. And by putting my body through a fitness class, it allowed me to get that out so it didn't get stored in my body. And a lot of the things that we're doing in my office when it comes to tonal chiropractic, which is a neurological-based chiropractic approach, is we're peeling back layers of neurological misfiring. So I'm not storing that in my body. I'm releasing that. So as much as you can, find something where you can release that urge, that primal need to fight or flight in a safe setting, which is going to be like a boxing class or a kettlebell gym or a CrossFit gym. And the last thing that I'm going to mention is healing touch. And it's got to be the right healing touch. And you want to find an expert in this field. You just don't want to go to anybody because some people might have the best intention. So how uh, a lot of us chiropractors are trained is through um, a technique called diversified adjusting, which is more focused on structural imbalances. It's really not looking at the neurological imbalances. So a lot of times a correction for that is a force. Now it's called a high velocity, low amplitude force. So it's not putting a lot of power into it, but a lot of speed, but still that force into the body, since it's not a a light touch, light force can re-trigger that trauma because the body feels like it's being under attack. So in our office, what we do is a a technique called tonal chiropractic. Uh, A couple things to look for if you are looking for a tonal chiropractor are things like torque release technique, which is one of them. Network is another example of tonal technique. And Tulski tonal is a technique that we primarily practice in our office. And what we do with that is we're primarily pumping the brakes on the nervous system. So we're stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system, primarily the vagus nerve in a very gentle way. As much as we can retrain the body to live in that parasympathetic state, the less time it will spend in that protective shutdown trauma state, which is fight or flight. So there you have it. Quick recap, start meditating and practicing mindfulness, become active in a community, a supportive community, start moving, incorporating things where you can release any built up primal need to move. And then finally, find a practitioner that practices healing touch of some kind. It doesn't have to be a neurological chiropractor. That's the tool set that I have, but you can find other practitioners that practice healing touch. On the next episode, I'm going to dive deeper into the concept of group fitness classes and why I think they are the best way to start your fitness journey or your healing journey if you're dealing with any kind of trauma or you're alive and you live in this world right now and it, it's a crazy stressed out place. Group fitness classes, you'll get a pretty good idea why they're my favorite on the next episode. Now it's time to turn ideas into action. And what I want you to do is, number one, buy one of those four books and start reading it. Yeah, you can buy all four of them. That would be fantastic. But let's start simple. And the next thing is, is to pick one of those four strategies that I talked about for healing from trauma 
and commit to doing it. Commit to getting started with it. All of this will be posted in the show notes, so you can just use that as a quick reference. We'll talk soon. Love y'all. Bye. And that concludes this episode of Habits That Heal. Now it's time to get to work because ideas without action are useless. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. And while you're there, please leave a review. And to continue this conversation, follow us at pathoutofpain.com and on Facebook at Habits That Heal.